0: Be a part of the best pro wrestling podcast today by supporting the Going In Raw Patreon. You can enjoy access to the live taping of the show, exclusive merchandise, and patron-only episodes, and so much more. Support Going In Raw today. Click the link in the description. This is the glorious one, Bobby Roode, and you're watching Going In Raw. (laughs) Hey, friend, Steve here. And Larson. And welcome to Going In Raw, the only pro wrestling podcast you're going to be listening to right here at YouTube.com forward slash Stephen Larson. And available wherever fine podcasts are, be sure to listen, hit that subscribe button and the notify bell right next to it on YouTube and listen to us on uh, wonderful podcast apps out there. Whatever podcast yeah. app you might be listening to us on, be sure to hit that uh, subscribe button, little download button. Whatever it is, leave us in a rating and review. It always helps the show. Yes, I'm running on fumes right now. Me too.
1: We should get some coffee before we stream today. Oh God, we have to do that too. too. Yeah, Can we just not do bad wrestling today. No, we should.
0: I kept on thinking this is the last thing we we're doing. Oh, but we get Sam Slippers today.
1: No, we don't. He's not a never over, overweight champion anymore. The goat is the I have new to find
0: the new. That's right. Now goat. you have to do that. That's a lot of fun. We're on the twitch.tv TV forward slash Stephen Larson for our live. Gaming shows every Monday and Thursday. Yeah. That's a lot of fun. It is. Anyways, that's not what this is. This is our. uh, Real news here. This is our weekly wrestling dirt
1: sheet. Dare I say. Real. Real. And it sounds like 205 Live, maybe WWE as a whole, is getting a real upgrade. Because according to PW Insider, it's like Triple H. Taking the reins, baby! This is the game now. This is my show. At least 205 Live. This is what PW Insider has today. say. As of last week's episode, kicking off the tournament for the vacant WWE Cruiserweight Championship, Vince McMahon has stepped aside and is no, no longer. So excited, I can't even read. No longer personally putting 205 Live together. Hooray! I
0: put the old man out to pasture. I took him to the woodshed. They said, no more, Dad. Now this is the games show. Yeah. The game show. The game show, yes. Yeah, 205 Um, Live.
1: uh, They continue. PW Insider has confirmed that the series is now being overseen by Triple H, who has brought back many of the hallmarks of the Cruiserweight Classic, including the style and presentation of the cruisers inside the ring, while Vince McMahon had been personally working with the 205 Live stars to bring out the personalities, present them in a certain light. There has been more focus on the in-ring work and competition under Triple H's vision. Great. As we've seen in the last two weeks, matches, improvement. Uh, less backstage stuff. A few more iPhone promos, but that's fine as long as there's a good balance between various styles of promos. But since the last two weeks, I think, it's bookended by two really, really good matches.
0: This is um, Yeah, it's very exciting. I mean, this is... Originally, when they were doing 205 live, I forget exactly. I'm sorry, the cruiserweight classic, and there was this talk about you know doing 205 live. Um, I was a huge advocate for st- just sticking to the competition aspect of things. Um, there were some successes when it came to doing the, doing the personality-based stuff. Drew Gulak. We talked about that on the 205 Live NXT recap episode this week uh, that went up yesterday. I would say
1: Mustafa Ali, too. They've done a really good job of showcasing his personality. You know, I think Mustafa Ali has done a really yeah. good job yeah. because
0: he seems to be taking the initiative. And he did that promo that I kept on talking about this oh, yeah, past yeah, week yeah, that, was great. that I think could be a really, really great blueprint for how to proceed with 205 Live. We both think that the presentation aspect of things still needs work. Still needs to work, but this is a great step in the in the yeah. right direction. Yeah. I also believe that it needed a a good infusion of of fresh talent. Mm-hmm. Not to speak ill of any of the talents already there, but they brought in Roderick Strong which immediately makes a massive difference. I I think that he's terrific. He's one of my favorite wrestlers in the company right now, and he is exactly I think what 205 Live needs. Yeah. Um so this is a, this is this is fascinating on a, uh, for a couple different reasons. You know, first and foremost obviously is is Vince McMahon stepping away, Triple H stepping up and lo and behold it's a the lot better. Improving. It's better it is better. Yeah. Like I'm sorry but Triple H he really seems to have a grasp on what these shows should be. I mean, you look at NXT which is essentially his thing. And my God, it's my favorite hour of TV every week on in yeah. wrestling. Yeah. <laughs> you look at 205 Live now, and they're getting these dead crowds who had to sit through subpar smackdowns, and they're getting them to be chanting, this is awesome, and mm-hmm. whatnot. Mm-hmm. You add a couple other names, Gargano maybe, maybe Leo Rush, and mm-hmm. you have some must-watch TV there. Yep. Um, and then they can really start focusing on if they want to do the touring show again, because then people are... You have to turn around the perception that 205 Live is a dumping ground. Yes. And I've never, you and I have never believed that, but we've always believed that there was that perception out there. A well, lot of other people do believe because that. Because the
1: company has traditionally, since it's started airing, treated it as an afterthought.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: And it's if, been if, the leftovers. Yeah, and it, like, it seems literally. like the company who's putting on the show doesn't really care about, it and why should the viewership? Mm -hmm. The potential audience for the show. I mean, we watch it because we really enjoy the talent. We enjoy the matches when they're allowed to do what they want. But, yeah, absolutely, I agree.
0: Triple H's mantra since he's been taking on more of a front office role and a talent relations role. More but better. Has been, well, more but better. Has been... Look at all the variety out there in the wrestling world. Let's give something for let's get let's give well, something for everybody.
1: Let's embrace that. yeah, the diversity there is out there in, in mm-hmm. the the art of professional wrestling, yeah, and let's give people a wide that diversity, let them enjoy what they enjoy
0: exactly. and i do and I do think that I mean, look, I understand that the the reality of their uh, you know they, they they are doing they got rid of pyro. They're in sort of a cost-cutting yeah. mode.
1: I've wondered if they have not done anything with the United Kingdom uh, division show for that same reason. And
0: it, it could very well be, and it could also be. Look, you and I both know what 205 Live could be. This this could be a really like you look at the talent there, and it can be, it could just be the place. I, I've said it before. It could be the PWG mm-hmm, of mm-hmm. of the WWE, and and I understand that. When you're on a limited budget, you want to do things with the most, uh, you know, budget yeah, efficiency cost- that you can. Yeah, the cost-effective
1: way you can do things, yeah. And
0: so shooting it when they shoot it is an, uh, obviously a necessity. Yeah. I would love to think, though, that, you know, especially if Triple H is expanding his team, kind of, like they're bringing in Jeremy Borash, mm-hmm. um, they can allocate somebody to oversee production on, I mean, this is a, might be a pipe dream, but on a 205 Live proper show like not just a leftover show yeah, yeah. from something
1: else but like you can get some hot crowds Put it in a 1000 seat theater or 500 seat theater I would think
0: that you can make money off that oh yeah I would think I mean I don't know the exact details of like for example Cedric Alexander's or even do the kind of thing where like in the UK division they have Pete Dunne, he can fight wherever he wants yeah. to fight, as yeah. long as it doesn't conflict with, like, a previously held yeah, WWE yeah, yeah, schedule.
1: Yeah, Put, yeah have him have under non-exclusive contracts.
0: I mean, yeah, have the 205 Live division doing that. I mean, I don't really see... I mean, yeah, could you bring him to Raw for matches? I mean, sh- you can still do that.
1: I still think, even if you repackage the show, smaller venues um, and all that, you can still have crossover, have him show up on Raw, and have Raw smack them people show up at, an, at a 205 Live show. Man, that would, pop, that would pop the crowd.
0: You know it would be really... And, and if yeah. it's a really
1: vibrant atmosphere and a really exciting crowd, people might want to show up there to be involved.
0: And here's the thing also. Yeah, it's like when Seth came back to NXT for yeah. that one thing. Um, what could be really fun, I've always said this, is so imagine if John Cena came to PWG.
1: Yeah, you're obsessed with that idea.
0: People would go nuts. People would go absolutely nuts. I'm obsessed with that idea. I love the idea. But it could be the same. If they built something with, P- with, with 205 Live where there almost became, kind of like the Full sale thing, mm-hmm. where there's almost a cult of, of that crowd yeah, yeah, yeah. that's really into it. And then you bring somebody in, like a Roman Reigns, yeah. and how that crowd would treat him yeah. could be really, really yeah, fun. Is something really, really different. So I don't know. I think there's a lot of like ways that I think they could they could package 205 Live in a way that could be profitable. But you know, like you said, number one, they're cost-cutting right now, so who knows if they want to take that risk because there would be a risk. And on top of that, you would be allocating resources to it, where right now they don't have to they do They don't really it.
1: seem like they want to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, another thing CW Insider mentions, quote, the vision seen the last several weeks is very much in line with the original plans for 205 Live before Vince McMahon decided to get personally involved with the direction of the product and the nurturing of 205 Live talents, who may end up being the last generation of talents McMahon worked with on a specific one-on-one basis to group. Yeah.
0: And I mean, look, here's the thing. I'm not going to crap all over everything Vince does. I think Vince does a lot of great things.
1: I mean if he, if he was behind nurturing Drew Gulak his work on 205 Live has been great.
0: If you take a look at the entire Zoe train, and I get cringed just, think, just thinking about it. Tony Nese his personality yeah. really developed yeah. in a way that we were both wildly entertained by. Yeah. Same obviously Drew Gulak yeah. the standout guy Davari found personality. A lot of these guys I mean granted yeah we'd love to see the performance But you do need some aspect of a personality. You need need to know who they are. You
1: need some personalities to motivate the matches. Right, exactly. Because otherwise you're just going to have random matches thrown together. Mm. Uh,
0: The next little interesting bit here from the Wrestling Observer Newsletter this week is that uh, uh, Vince McMahon, even though he said at the XFL press conference, that there would be no changes as far as his role in WWE goes with forming of the league. The feeling is that Triple H will gain a lot more control just based on the fact that he'll have to because it's only 24 hours so in a day. This seems like a
1: conjecture on Melster's part because I know Vince said he was very clear that, uh, and granted, who knows if this, this would be the case,
0: mm-hmm.
1: that uh, at the press conference that he made it sound like I'm literally just putting the money into this. Yeah. I'm investing in this venture, which I am also want to own. But in terms of day-to-day operations, I'm hiring people to do all that. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, he'll probably oversee the XFL to a certain extent, but I don't know. And granted, this is Vince. He's a control freak. It's entirely possible that he can... Be overseeing it on a very uh, minute level, yeah. Or he could do as he says. I'm going to hire people who know what they're doing, know how to run a football organization, yeah, and have them run it. I'm inclined to believe it's probably the former because he is such a controlled freak.
0: Yeah, I kind of, I'm kind of, I kind of believe that. I kind of, but look, dude, the XFL is a massive undertaking, yeah. And I get that, yeah, you can toss your money, but the bottom line is this is his money that he's putting into it. I mean, I'm sure he might get some investors or whatever, but. This is his legacy project,
1: basically, and it it has his name all over it. He probably won't be out in front of cameras. I believe that. He doesn't seem like he's not hardly ever on Raw or SmackDown. He's
0: got two years to put this thing together. He's going to have to be
1: delegating oh, some
0: delegating stuff, some and then on top to of that, like you say... He is a notorious control freak. Yeah. So this is going to be... Hey, yeah. wait, What's this over here? Oh, these are the graphics that are going to run on there. Hold on a second. That's the wrong... I can, that's the wrong red. I can totally see that being the case. That blue needs to be darker. That blue needs to be all the blue. Plus dark. I know. <laughs> that red is not color safe. Exactly. Make Bring it, out it out of the saturation. Yeah. So I don't know. I, I would find it really difficult to believe... That Vince is going to hire a bunch of people that he feels can do the right job, and then he'll just go back to you know. But at the
1: same time, maybe he, maybe, you know, he's getting up there in years. Maybe he learned the lessons the last time he tried to run the XFL, where he was literally just exhausting himself, based on the documentary.
0: Yeah, yeah,
1: but here's the thing. I know, also, he, I know he's a notorious like work addict. He probably sleeps three to four hours a night. But at the same time, as you start getting older, you can't you can't put forth that much energy anymore. He tries. But in that press conference for the XFL, he looked exhausted. He looked absolutely exhausted. He looked exhausted. like he'd rather be anywhere else. I know. If you're investing $100 million of your own money into this endeavor, you would think it'd be something you'd be excited about. Well, it's also, I mean, dude, you got to think, okay,
0: you always, you give me some flack because I'm always tinkering with stuff. And yeah. sometimes, sometimes you feel it's unnecessary. To me, I absolutely believe that sometimes it is unnecessary I have a really hard time just letting things be. I really do. And especially if there's a new bright, shiny project. Oh, yeah. It's like, oh, man, I really want to be doing this right now. And that could be the XFL events. He, I would think that he has to understand. I mean, if if people look at 205 Live, if, if he looks out at the crowd, he says, yeah, I'm not in this anymore. But then he notices that people are chanting, this is awesome, where they weren't before they were falling asleep before. Don't you think he would say, you know... NXT just got its best five star match and or got just got the first five star match since Punk Cena. Maybe Triple H knows what he's it'd doing. Be, it'd
1: be interesting if it took that long for him to make come to that realm. Oh, uh, I
0: know, I know. I'm just saying, maybe, maybe he hasn't wanted to see the writing on the wall. Maybe he's in enough stuff that he'd be satisfied leaving. He's that freaking gorilla position, man. Are you kidding me? Like we did? You saw like Kevin Owens' documentary? Are we good? No. Why are you even there? I know. You have other people who can be doing that stuff. Did you see that? Um, it was just on Twitter. I don't know what. I don't know how long it's been around, but I saw it on somebody's Twitter feed. There was like a, a little leaked uh, video from, I think, like an episode of SmackDown ages ago of Michael Cole like talking into his headset during a commercial or something, saying. Are you sure you want me to say that again? Because I've said it a shitload of times already. And then there's a pause, and he says, "Okay, yes sir, yes sir. Okay, yes sir." And it seemed like he was. <laughs> you make was yell probably at yelling at him. Uh, like you just cursed at him. Um, uh, he doesn't need to be there. You know, go do the XFL. I, I find it hard to believe. I mean, you're right. It is the kind of thing where.
1: Well, there's oh, sorry. It, it seems
0: like the kind of thing where it can be either way. But regardless, he's a control freak, and he's got he's got something that I think he can trust in Triple H and Stephanie. Yeah, and
1: also I think you know we've been hearing for a while talk of of you know when they're asked the question, what well, would you ever sell WWE? And it sounds like they're kind of entertaining it. Yeah, Or, or, yeah. or We want to listen. Yeah. And you have this Triple H assuming control two hundred five live course where he has control of NXT Vince kind of diverting at least a portion of his focus or the XFL. And granted, he said he's not going to be, you know, hands-on, if mm-hmm. that's true, but you can see little clues maybe here and there that he's, also that he is, is not traveling quite as much. Yeah. Little bits where he's maybe taking gradual, tiny little steps back. Yeah, right, right, being right. Being right. so involved with yeah. everything. Yeah, Um. Uh, so, maybe it's just going to be baby steps with him. He has to take a couple of little steps back, make sure everything's okay, a couple more steps back, make sure everything's okay, especially if he is such a control freak. Yeah. He wants to know that whatever he's doing is going to be in the best hands. So, there's uh, something else that Melzer mentioned here in The Observer. Talks about Triple H uh, assembling, quote, assembling his team in NXT, which is where the Borash thing from last week is a lot bigger than just a hire of a guy. And there are other people who have been talked to of late with the idea of being his team and coming up to fill the key positions when he's in charge, whether that's next year or the year after. Um, he talks about running NXT being a different beast entirely than running WWE, mm-hmm. um, but says you know the, the way NXT is put together in terms of booking and long-term plans um, could be a good thing well, for the main roster. You know, who, I think it would be.
0: Who's out there having dinner with Ronda Rousey cutting deals?
1: Triple H. Triple H, you know. Well, he that's like one of his that's literally his title,
0: talent relations. Yeah, yeah, that's what he does. So yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's 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 one of those things where you don't want to get your hopes up too much. Yeah, because it's Vince. Yeah, and like I've always felt that there would be one. I think I said this in our predictions. I think you know what I said that I think I said this in our predictions. Not this, not this past January, but like before, where I said Vince McMahon would have one more grasp at power before he (laughs) relents. Yeah. We might have just seen that. Maybe. And now he's maybe on the relenting Could side we, of things. Who knows? I really hope so. No, for no other reason than my production will be, come true. A couple of um, too late. Well, no. we were just getting around to it now. Finding out about it.
1: Well, I think you were trying to say that year it would happen. So unless we can I said back. it was going to happen in 2017. Well, we don't know for sure if that's actually the case. No, you said it would happen in, oh, yeah, sorry, 2017. We don't know if that actually happened,
0: though. We do, because he was doing 205 Live, and now yeah, he's not. He that really was one like last
1: power grab. I don't think he necessarily called yeah. it a power grab. That's just him, as you like to say, finding the new sh- bright, shiny new thing and well, look, to play with it.
0: We'll see how the booking goes for the rest of the day. They really need to turn around SmackDown. Triple H just needs to yeah. hey, look, uh, you guys just take care of Rob for now. I'm going to go to SmackDown and clean up some business. Cause man, this is not good. What's yeah. this business about now? We we haven't really talked about this, but the, they're tossing in the winner of Ziggler versus Darren oh, Corbin heck? into the main event at Fastlane. That they had no sense, nothing to do with the storyline. Nothing leading in the Fastlane, and they're just matches being thrown together. We haven't even gotten Dolph Ziggler coming back and cutting a promo saying. No,
1: but he said on Twitter, "Oh, I see you responded to my agent's phone calls finally. Something about meeting my demands for Mania." See you is day. he going
0: to have a promo before he comes out on SmackDown?
1: See if they're going to pull this kind of thing. They don't have him come out for the Rumble. I know, man. I know. It's awful.
0: It's it's really bad. It's a mess. That's why we need Triple H.
1: No form. long-term vision.
0: What if we find out Triple H's been booking SmackDown
1: like the whole time? Like this is his vision well, for SmackDown. Well, proves that he doesn't always know what he's doing. Is terrible.
0: I don't know what I'm doing. Anyways,
1: moving on to our next story: CM Punk, his big return, maybe
0: to Chicago and UFC.
1: Yeah, I guess UFC 225 is taking place in Chicago. And uh, from MMAfighting. dot com, this is what I had to say, um, the quote: The UFC is currently discussing booking a CM Punk versus Mike Jackson fight for UFC 225. <laughs> All right, how about there.
0: that Quincy Quincy Jones interview? Yeah, I read that. That was Did you hear what uh, about Richard Pryor's wife? Yeah, she said, yeah, probably right. Yeah.
1: Ah! That's great. That is great. <laughs>
0: That's awesome.
1: Um uh, according this is from them again, uh quote according to multiple sources, discussions are in the early stages with no final decision made just yet. Um Jackson um lost to Gall via first round submission in February twenty sixteen in a fight for the right to fight punk.
0: Well, so when you first said Mike Jackson, I was like, That name sounds familiar and then he said, Yeah, he lost to Mickey Gall and I was like, That's right. And what's funny is that I remember when Uh, That fight was going to happen. Somebody asked Dana White, because Dana White seemed pretty sure that Mickey Gall was the guy. And somebody said, Well, if Mike Jackson pulls this off, is he going to fight Punk? And Dana White said, No, that's not going to happen. And I don't know what the reasoning was exactly, but I remember distinctly him Hmm. saying, No, it doesn't work that way. Like, Gall was already the guy. So, I mean, this right here saying that it was.
1: It was like a a fight in fight. It was
0: a fight in fight. I don't think that was. I remember very distinctly him saying that.
1: Um, anyways, according to uh, MMAFighting.com, apparently uh, Mike Jackson has been uh, provoking CM Punk on social media mm-hmm. um, in the hopes of, of being his next opponent. Yeah. In the octagon.
0: So, I don't know, man. I mean, Mike Jackson lost in 45 seconds to Nikki yeah. Gall. CM
1: Punk lost in 2 minutes and 14 seconds to Nikki Gall. And still,
0: Mike Jackson hasn't fought since then? Not
1: in the UFC. I mean, he's had to
0: have taken on other like local fights. I think so. Since yeah. then. Um, my
1: understanding that he has not fought in the UFC since that that Mickey Gall fight.
0: Yeah. I'm trying to see. Uh, let's see here.
1: Go ahead and, and, and keep talking about something else. Hold on, I'm looking up. I'm looking for his, his record. Uh Yeah, there's as I can tell, he's just had that one professional fight. Mm. The, US, the one UFC fight. So, this going improve CM Punk's odds of winning?
0: Um, okay. The odds, yes. It'll improve his odds. So, I'd, like, his odds were, what's like really long odds against Mickey Gall? They're, like, slightly less long against Mike Jackson, I guess. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, Mickey Gall was better than Mike Jackson, so that makes Mike Jackson, you know, a better opponent for CM Punk. Yeah. CM Punk will get destroyed. Okay. Let me ask you something. Now that you've seen CM Punk in action in the UFC, Uh how does your, what's your take now on him versus Mike Jackson versus what your take was against Mickey Gall? I have
1: not seen Mike Jackson fight, so I don't know.
0: Understanding the knowledge, though, that he lost in forty-five seconds to Mickey Gall,
1: I would like to think that maybe Punk would last longer than two minutes against Mike Jackson. <laughs>
0: oh, I'll, you know, I'll give him that. I think he, he lost around. round. Uh, no, because at some point you have to engage. Yeah, but was it was it as long as two minutes? of felt because he two was
1: fourteen seconds. Because yeah. he
0: was able to scramble a bit on the ground.
1: Yeah, yeah, he didn't, he didn't and
0: not immediately, immediately get tapped out. Yeah, I think he's going to dance around a little bit.
1: You don't think he's going to come out?
0: No. Full head of steam. Like I him. would think if there's anything that he's learned, it's that. You can't just come out and just swing wildly at whatever.
1: At a trained fighter, yeah.
0: Right, exactly. Um, so I'm going to say it's not going to last a round. Mike Jackson will win in the first round, probably by tap app, probably by submission. I'm
1: going to say CM Punk's going to last a whole round.
0: Mm. Again, this weird reason. misplaced optimism.
1: <laughs> place? I'm hopeful. I want I want the guy to do well.
0: Hey, I'll tell you what, if that first bell if that first round bell rings, CM Punk should celebrate like he's Lex oh, Luger. Heck yes. Everybody should come out and hoist him up on his shoulders. Yep. I lasted a round in the UFC. Yeah. Even if it's running away from a dude. Yeah. Because he's gonna as soon as there's as soon as it engages, yeah. That's when it happens. Yeah. That's when he's gonna lose.
1: He's been trading another two years. I mean he learned some something some, actually had to uh, like get out of uh you know, situations like that.
0: I don't think, I, I don't think so.
1: He trained for two years in the first place. I know, that's not very long for an MMA fighter. The people train their whole lives to do this stuff. And he's had four years to train. Yeah. To, you know. what, if, what if he somehow wins?
0: You said that last time. There's, there, 2% botch, man. 2% fluke. Oh, there's a 2% botch. There's always a 2% botch. But what if he
1: pulls that off? What if he wins? He's not going to win. But what if he does? There's a 2% chance he does. I
0: really just want the results of Mickey Gall versus Mick Jack- Mike Jackson. Um,
1: do you think he'll try to fight again if he wins to fight? Oh, yeah, of course. Oh, man. Yeah, what if absolutely. he loses? Are you going back to wrestling then?
0: <laughs> please? Please? Like please? Show up, up at all the all-in show. I know. I would love that. I would no, love that. To
1: wrestle. Just show up. Just in some capacity.
0: It's not good i don't i just I think the the idea of it's so dumb it's oh here we go. it's so absolutely silly. Let's see if Dana white What, cm Punk wants to fight uh goals and so on to fight No man, you know, there was a bunch of media before it, and I swear Dana White said.
1: All right, I'm sure if, 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 gonna if you got it right or wrong, someone will point it out in the comments.
0: There you go, somebody correct me.
1: There you go.
0: Um, but uh, I do think it's funny that they just they like what ideas do we have? I don't know the guy that the guy that couldn't get past the guy that beat CM Punk. I guess him. He stills the zero and one in u s v Yeah. After two long years. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, that'd be great. I'd come back to pro wrestling. I don't know. I don't even know if I'd want to see him now. The company's moved on.
1: Yeah, I know. That's why I say the show could be all-in show. Don't even have to wrestle. Just show up, cut yeah. a promo or something. Ugh, oh, God. Pipe bomb. Nobody wants. Just, you know what? Go write comic books. Yeah. Be new. That's why I show say. up on uh the Talking Dead. <laughs> yeah. And that's still exactly. on after Walking Dead. Oh yeah, of course. I oh, he's been on there a couple times. That
0: stuff is super. Like yeah, that stuff is very profitable. Yeah. I mean, they have, they have an after track. Oh, really? For Discovery. Mm. Oddly, I haven't watched it. That is weird. That is weird, right? Why
1: yeah. have you been invited to join the panel? <laughs> I, I I never
0: even thought about that. We have an audience. Yeah. Oh, my God. I could speak on that shit. All right. Make it happen. That's better than
1: anybody. Oh, man.
0: Why is this next story not non-news? If I knew this, I would have put it in the. Because Jeff non- Jarrett was
1: involved. Um. So, Sports Illustrated was talking about in their uh, week in wrestling that Matt Hardy now owns everything Broken Universe. All the IP It's all yeah, man. Done Good for US him. Done deal. Um, saying that uh, the all the trademarks were transferred to Hardy, um, at the end of January. Um, but they also mentioned that uh, Jeff Jarrett played a pretty large role in the whole legal battle. What the heck? Um, at first saying to uh, Ed Nordholm that uh. Quote, Jarrett doubted that the broken character could ever draw money. Something, that's funny for him to say. Yeah, I know. Oh, to uh, Hardy's exit from Impact and return to WWE. Jeff Jarrett, man yeah. who never drew a dime. Yeah. Saying that. Yeah. And then they added, quote, Jeff Jarrett and his advice to Nordholm served as the culprit that caused the entire dispute. He's just a
0: menace. He's a menace.
1: He makes everything worse. Here's the thing, though. If Jeff Jarrett thought the broken gimmick wouldn't draw a dime, let it go. Let it go! Let it go. I don't get that.
0: He's not going to draw a dime with it. So protect it with everything you have. I
1: don't understand that.
0: Ruin your reputation over this. I know. Like, release
1: you know, private conversations with people yeah, who had WWE. Exactly. To support our case. Hey, this thing is
0: worthless. You should completely ruin you should your business like reputation. Tooth
1: and nail for it. Exactly. You should like what is that? sabotage the entire future of our company yeah. for something that we don't think for would something ever draw and yeah. die.
0: Exactly. For the one thing that actually popped our ratings. I know. It's never going to draw. Do you not know how to read numbers?
1: <laughs> <laughs> like, they're pretty easy.
0: Meltzer reports on ratings every single week. You can see which ones yeah, go up and which can, ones go that, down.
1: You have to uh, be subscribed to the newsletter. You can go to Impact's YouTube channel. You see the one, the videos with the most numbers on these Yeah, those are the ones people watch. <laughs> the ones people enjoy. Oh my gosh, <laughs> he's a
0: menace. What is he doing, man? I don't know. Like, maybe God, I don't know. Was he just like drunk and trolling him or something? I don't know.
1: Again, I have, I have no clue.
0: What a mess. I mean, that dude thought it was cool to be throwing friggin' tortillas at the crowd in <laughs> AAA came to the ring, hey, look, man, either he was in character inebriated or ca- or, or shoot inebriated. Yeah. I don't know which one.
1: Um, let's talk about this, because uh, this seems ridiculous to me, and I think you agree, Steve. So in this week's newsletter... So hold
0: on, preface what? This. I
1: love Dave Meltzer. He's a great historian.
0: He's a great historian,
1: and... I'm sure he has his connections. He has his contacts. He gets his news. I just feel like somebody... Well, he
0: knows the young bucks.
1: yeah. Some like some of his analysis. Some of his spe- some people. Here's the thing: he speculates, and people take that as news sometimes. Yeah,
0: I know. I and know that's not
1: necessarily his fault. Yeah. But then sometimes, like I'm sure he gets information. Maybe the analysis of it just comes off as a little off. And this is one of those cases, I think. This is what the newsletter had to say today. Uh, talking about uh, uh, Ronda Rousey signing. Quote: "The key to Rousey is more about Stephanie McMahon, which is why they want that super high-profile match." Stephanie McMahon is a big star in wrestling, but she is not a mainstream star at all. It was explained to me that the key in all of this goes back to what made Vince McMahon a big star, which was the program with Steve Austin. So if I'm getting what he's saying here, is that they signed Ronda Rousey to fill the Austin role to build up Stephanie McMahon as Vince, essentially.
0: So if the point is Vince is on his way out, we need a new high-profile crossover face of the company, a la Vince McMahon, because everybody knows who Vince McMahon is. So we need to generate that. Let's.
1: They have Triple H right there. <laughs> Triple H is right there.
0: Well, I'm 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 simply trying to figure this out.
1: Well, here, like, like the, but the way he frames it, he talks about like the financial stuff, and, he, and the way he frames it in the newsletter makes it sound like. All that is secondary to this reason.
0: Right, exactly. Which yeah. has to be
1: absolute BS. Yeah, uh, yeah. It has to be, oh Ronda Rousey's gonna pop ratings and give us a better T V deal. Oh, here's another baby potential upside. Right. We could help build up Stephanie as as like an heir apparent on T V yeah. to Mr. McMahon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a nice little yeah, that's gravy. But that's not the, the that's not the main thing you signed Ronda Rousey for. Yeah. You signed Ronda Rousey to pop ratings to bring in mainstream viewers.
0: <laughs> Am I wrong? No, no, you're but right. But
1: to say like, the primary reason for it is to, to get Stephanie McMahon over is madness.
0: It's as if they were sitting around a table, we really need to get Stephanie McMahon over. We really need to make her another Vince. We really need to do that. How can we do that? What about if we sign a huge MMA star like Ronda Rousey to get Stephanie over as a big villain character?
1: You know what this means, too, though. A bunch of episodes are opening with 20-minute promo from mm-hmm. Stephanie. Yeah, I know. I know.
0: If it's, I mean, but yeah. if it's true, if, if it's, it's it. true, and okay. again, I I feel like this is. Spe- Sometimes he speculates based on. Yeah, I don't know. Is there anything in there that indicates that that's actually based on on insider
1: info? Well, he just says. Uh, say it Stephanie it was explained to me
0: it was explained and to the me.
1: paragraph that precedes what I just read was quote as far as R- uh, Rousey goes the key item not really talked about is the goals and a major reason why she is there from a company standpoint all the different questions about her value to the company financially I'm told are secondary. that's bullshit yeah that has to be that's bullshit let's
0: break the bank just to make Stephanie a star but then there's also this part right here. Triple A said during a recent conference, recent conference call via PW Insider that WWE is finalizing Rousey's contract, but that, quote, it's a multi-year deal, and they are going to be her priority, and they have first look on everything. She wants to be in the DNA of the company and wants to make this their life now, her life, uh, Ronda yeah. Rousey's life. Yeah. So I don't know. I would be really surprised if like they decided to bring her in because they felt Stephanie needed to be, yeah,
1: it seems, it seems ludicrous. It sounds completely bizarre. Yeah, I mean, welcome side effect if it happens.
0: Yeah, right, exactly. Yeah, but
1: primary even, no way.
0: Not a chance. No. Yeah, I don't know. That's 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 out of the realm of logic. Yeah. So, um, but no, that that is kind of interesting. I do like this this aspect though. It's a, I mean, this is kind of what we hope. It's a multi-year deal, and in, the WWE is going to be her priority. They have first look. She wants to be in the DNA of the company. So she wants to be She's a invested. WWE superstar. That, that could mean more than the Brock Lesnar schedule. Yeah. You know? That's cool.
1: You know, I, I mean, what, Brock probably works, what, 50 dates a year? Mm-hmm.
0: If that. Yeah.
1: If that. Yeah. yeah. Like, 30. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I can see her working 75 to 100.
0: Yeah, you think so. At least. I mean, it, it's going to be kind of interesting how, because... It, At a certain point, at a certain point, I mean, okay, here's the thing. So John Cena, huge crossover star guy, right? How many dates a year does he work? Oh, right now? Yeah. 100?
1: No, not that.
0: Right. And he is considered kind of on another level because he's John Cena. Anybody who's working like a full-time schedule, like all TVs, right?
1: They come off as part of the roster. How about this? Randy Orton doesn't work the full time, full time schedule, but he's on most TV shows mm-hmm. yeah, 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 most yeah, yeah. SmackDown. I think he gets uh, weekends off for mm-hmm. the most part, so he's probably working what 150 days a year. Yeah. As opposed to 250.
0: How are they going to keep something like that? How are they going to keep her?
1: And if she's sorry, I mean, she's still pretty green in terms of the yeah. wrestling aspect. Being out there and doing live events is a great way. To oh, for a, sure. Yeah, to absolutely. To harness your craft. Yeah, for sure. Put a storytelling in the ring. Mm-hmm. So hopefully that's a part of everything. Yeah. Um, but I doubt she's going to be working full-time, full-time. And we said this back when... Yeah,
0: yeah, for sure. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I'm, I'm really curious how they're going to handle this. Like, at a, at a certain time, when you're full-time, when you're in the DNA of the company and you're up there with the roster, the luster starts... I mean, this kind of goes back to what you were talking about last week. If you're going to be that much in the company, the luster is going to, the luster is going to wear off if you're not showing us something else,
1: yeah. you know, I you mean... At the end of the day, she has to perform. Sorry, I said... And end it of the could
0: day. be... <laughs> and, no, I love that phrase. And it could be that, hey, you know, Triple H, we've said, he's got it where, where it counts in NXT and 205 Live. If he's the one who's saying, hey, I know how to handle this.
1: Well, hopefully, I'm assuming she's been at the Performance Center several times. He's probably seen her work out. Yeah, she's yeah. She trained. I know she's... I've read that she trained with Charlotte and Becky Lynch and several mm-hmm. other uh, main roster wrestlers. Right. So, maybe he's seen... What she can do already at this early stage and mm-hmm. is, is is hopeful that it's just, you know, this is, she's already this far along, this soon. Sky's the limit. Yeah. I don't know.
0: I mean, the bottom line is, in the, here's the thing. In the UFC, if they make the arm the, the, the arm bar, what is that called?
1: Well, the cross-arm breaker. Cross-arm
0: breaker, yeah. If they make that her finish, in the UFC, she would apply that to people when they didn't want her to. Yeah. You know what I mean?
1: That, that was in like a matter, matter of
0: seconds. In a matter of seconds. And so all she has to do in the WWE is do that mm-hmm. and then not like actually break their arm. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and Then it'll probably look legit. Yeah. So I don't know. I mean, but yeah, they're they're going to have to figure out stuff with like her promos, who they're you know if they're going to put her with Heyman, which I've heard. Um it's going to be interesting if the luster on her stays bright if her star shines. They seem to figure that cuz I mean, you know, there's also going to be the element of once she's on the roster and you see her at every TV. I mean, is, she, is there going to be like the Roman Reigns effect where it's like, oh my God, they're just pushing her at the, you know, uh, the rest of the women are taking a backseat because they're pushing the crap mm-hmm. out of her, and we're mm-hmm. tired of her being shoved down our throats, and she's not even that good of a wrestler. Yeah, she never talks. They yeah. have Heyman doing all the time. So it's going to be an interesting. It is going to be interesting.
1: In the end of the day, she has to deliver in the ring.
0: Yeah. Say what you will
1: about Brock Lesnar. When he's motivated, he'll deliver. His match against AJ Styles was great. Yeah, at Survivor Series. His match against Samoa Joe, save for the abrupt ending, was really good.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Su- uh, SummerSlam, great match.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, so when he's motivated, he can pr- even don't even bother looking at his first run in WWE. So yeah, he's been back. Yeah, when he's motivated, he can still put on good matches. Yeah, and take into account what he did from 2002, 2004, a lot of really good matches. Mm-hmm. You know, because he has he has the track record of putting forth. Again, yeah. nowadays, when motivated, yeah. quality uh, yeah. matches in the ring.
0: Well, and then, um, you know, I, I look at. Right now, I look at. i and
1: Roman Reigns into putting together good matches, so people yeah. crap all over them.
0: Yeah. I look at Ronda Rousey's friend, Shayna Baszler. Mm-hmm. And I, I love her.
1: Mm-hmm. I think she's great.
0: And if they can tap into that creatively somehow, awesome. Mm-hmm. You know? It'll be interesting. You know? Yeah. It'll be something else. I just. I don't want to see the rest of the division buried yeah, oh,
1: no, under I Ronda. I
0: and nobody wants to see that. No, no, no You no. know? So, yeah. But no, I agree with you. That's a, I, I read that and I was like, that sounds like a crock.
1: Yeah. That sounds like someone feeding Dave potentially some misinformation.
0: Yeah. Which is, I mean, that's, that's such a weird... I would never have thought of that as even a...
1: As I mean, even, if he if said, make a list of the 10 reasons why they're going to sign Ronda, that would not be on there. It I know. I know. Years. I know. Interim, the, realm of, the realm of possibilities. I know.
0: Exactly. I don't get it, man.
1: Yeah, I don't know either. Anyways.
0: They're going to have her uh, like licensing. Are they going to make action figures and shit with, with Ronda Rousey? That's cool. They
1: probably will. They have those shirts up right oh, away. Oh, for sure,
0: yeah. No, I think they're going to. I'm just saying that would be kind of yeah, cool. That
1: would cool. know? One last story. Uh, Following up on the whole uh, Booker T. Corey Graves beat Uh-oh. earlier in the week. Hey-oh. Um, Sports Illustrated had Sports Illustrated had this to say, quote, Source is close to WWE confirmed that Booker did this to give a little extra heat to Corey, who plays a heel on television on his way out as well as give some extra attention to Booker's show. Now that uh-huh. he is off Raw, this seems to be confirmed by uh, Meltzer, who said, based on comments from those in the company, there probably yeah. is some underlying truth in the sense that Booker felt that Graves is making him look bad on Raw, but they may also be reading too much into what is clearly an angle. Yeah,
0: they might be reading too much in the 70
1: man thing. Whoever yeah. he's
0: talking to? He, I needs know. to,
1: he needs to write a stern email with that person. I know. A, I feel like you're bullshitting a lot. I know. One person internally noted to us that they are expected to continue doing this but they can't see how it can pay off since Graves will not be allowed to do a match due to concussion issues.
0: Yeah. I mean, we kind of figured it was... Do it because alert. I think it's funny. That's what, kind of what I think, yeah. I mean, how many... We've heard that over and over. Like, how many times they're keeping over doing the Emily thing because it's funny to us.
1: Yeah. You know? Yeah. So, they're I just, They're know. just ribbing each other.
0: That's cool. I like, that as, I like that as an aspect of the the Sports Illustrated bit to it.
1: I'll give it a, a little, little extra heat to, heat to Graves yeah. to use the
0: heel on TV. Yeah. I like that. That's cool. Um... Again, who knows? Yeah. They do. But, uh, but yeah, I don't know. Figured it was work.
1: Oh, yeah. Especially when Booker T brought WrestleMania. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That was kind of a huge...
0: Well, also, what do you think? What was it? WrestleMania or saying that if he saw him on the street, he would attack him?
1: Well, I mean, when I first read that, I was like, that doesn't seem like someone who's... Like, Booker T's running for mayor. Right, exactly. You know, typically uh, political candidates don't say that kind of stuff. Typically,
0: typically, typically. We're in strange times, right? um,
1: but then when he, the words the the word WrestleMania yeah was entered into the conversation, I was like, okay, yeah. this is all work.
0: Yeah, Booker T's pointing at the sign. Yeah. Anyways, good stuff. So we
1: have for the news today. What's that? That's what we have for the news today. That's all we got today.
0: That's all we got. Anyways, that's it for now. Put some out music on. Hilton. Yeah. Hill, I miss Hilton already. He's over there at He's the All Star Game. He's doing great things. Very proud of him. And I'm very proud of myself for having mentored him to this point where he's Man. doing the NBA All-Star Game. If you go to the NBA All-Star Game and you're enjoying the in-arena in festivities, they are directed by our former intern, our good dr- friend. struggling Brian Hilton. From. I'm going to play the music one last time in honor of him. Bye. Bye.